Well, good morning. We are only 20 degrees warmer than we were a couple of weeks ago. Isn't that nice? I'm glad you're with us this morning. Welcome. Well, I've been thinking this week, and I was thinking about being January, you know, the start of a new year. And I realized that in the new year ahead, I expect that you and I will face many decisions. There will be new opportunities that will come to us, I expect, and they will call for some kind of response. And those opportunities might very well present themselves as some difficult choices. Do you want door number one, or do you want door number two? Well, let me invite you this morning to uh, take out this blue handout. And I follow along because we're going to look at these scriptures, and I've got a little different version of one of our scriptures there that will help us. So do take that out. Well, um, in our text this morning, we actually encounter men and women who are facing choices. In our gospel text for the morning, we find some rough-hewn fishermen who are faced with a completely unexpected choice. A Galilean rabbi who was beginning to make quite a stir in the local area had actually called them as scholars and students of the Torah. A rabbi. Can you believe it? He actually called these old blue-collar worker kind of fishermen to join him. Was that God's call? Well, knowing what we know today, we would all say, well, yes, obviously it was. Well, then in our Old Testament text for the morning, in Jeremiah chapter 3, beginning at verse 19, we find another call. Now, this one is unmistakably from God because God himself is speaking. And I'd like you to listen carefully as you read these words, for the next voice you're going to hear is the voice of God himself. Now, I'm inviting you this morning to listen with your heart to these words. Listen to the pain in God's voice. God says to his children, Israel, I thought to myself, oh, what a joy it would be for me to treat you like a son. What a joy it would be for me to give you a pleasant land, the most beautiful piece of property there is in all the world. I thought you would call me father, and you would never cease to be loyal to me. But you have been unfaithful to me, nation of Israel, like an unfaithful wife that has left her husband. Verse 21, a noise is heard on the hilltops. It is the sound of the people of Israel crying and pleading to their gods. Indeed, they have followed sinful ways. They have forgotten to be true to the Lord, their God. Oh, come back to me, you wayward people. I want to cure your waywardness. Say, here we come. We come to you because we are the Lord, our God. Have you ever heard such poignant words? God says, people 
You have a choice if you will only come. If you will only choose me, then I will bless you more than you think or could imagine. I will make your land the most beautiful piece of property there is in all the world. And right there in this passage, dear friends, we are seeing the story of our planet. From the very beginning, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, God has been calling out to the world, be reconciled to me. We've made choices to go astray. And God says, come back. Don't you see that I love you? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 19 to 20, Paul sums up everything he was trying to accomplish in his ministry. This is the sum substance of what he was trying to do. It says, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of God, God making his appeal through us, get this, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now your story in 2018 will include facing many choices. But I would tell you this, the most important choice that you will face will be how will you respond when God calls you? And he will call you, you know. He will call you by his word. If you will take time every day to listen, you will find God calling you by name. The psalmist says in Psalm 130, he says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman waits for the morning. More than the watchman for the morning. I remember having that morning watch at Periscope Depth on a submarine. And there were about 100 hours between 3 a.m. and sunrise. Isaiah 50 is Jesus' song. Did you know that the words of Jesus are in the Old Testament? Isaiah wrote them down 750 years before Jesus' birth. In Isaiah 50, verse 4, here are the words that the pre-incarnate Christ says. He says, morning by morning he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, and I did not turn back. God will speak to your heart every day as you meditate upon him. Psalm 143 says, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. 
Make me to know the way that I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. God will speak to you every single day if you will take time to listen. And in his speaking, you will hear his call. And sometimes it'll be a big, hairy deal, and sometimes it'll only be a little tiny one. But he will call. God's call will offer us guidance and direction. He will also gently discipline us and get us back on the right track. It's really easy to get off the right track, isn't it? You notice that? Look what God says in Isaiah chapter 30. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right or to the left. But when your teacher speaks to you, how will you respond? When you look at the men and women of Jeremiah's day, God called out to them, and God said to them, I love you. Follow me. I'll bless you. That was God's call to them. He called, and they had to make a choice. Door number one was to follow their own insights, their own way of doing business. And they were thinking, well, maybe we're all just a little smarter. Maybe we're just a little more sophisticated on how to do this God thing than God himself. Or maybe it was their own way seemed to offer a better prospect for happiness than all those fussy rules and regulations that Moses had burdened them down with. Does that kind of thinking maybe sound a little familiar when God calls? Well, listen again. Can you hear the pain in God's voice? Those of you out there this morning that are parents, you know what this is. Jeremiah 13, 11, he says, So I made the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah cling to me, declares the Lord, that they might be for me a people, a name, a praise, and a glory. But they would not listen. Ever had that conversation with your kids? <laughs> listen to the tragedy in Psalm 81. But my people would not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. Oh, that my people would listen to me. That Israel would walk in my ways. For then I would feed them with the finest of the wheat and honey from the rock. Friends, when God calls you in 2018, will you choose door number one or will you choose door number two? In our gospel text this morning, we have a really an astonishing thing. These fishermen were confronted 
with an unexpected and almost inconceivable call. And when they were, they responded with door number two. They responded and said yes to God. Look again at Mark 1.17. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in the boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. That is amazing, really. It's as if the archbishop were to walk in here this morning and say to us, hey friends, I'm moving to Africa. Come join me. Later on in Matthew 19, Peter is still amazed that he said yes. <laughs> Had he made a mistake? Had he done something wrong? He needed a little more reassurance here. And this is what Jesus says to him, Matthew 19, 27. Then Peter said to Jesus, see, we've left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, in the new world... When the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And get this. And everyone who has left houses and brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands, by namesake, will receive a hundredfold more and will inherit eternal life. There will be many choices facing you in 2018. And the question is, will you respond like the disciples did? But how will you know that you're choosing the right door? I mean, that's the point of the game show, right? They look all alike. How do you know that you're choosing the right door? Well, very quickly, let me give you some practical suggestions. First of all, make sure that it actually is Jesus that is calling you. Of course, that's the hardest part, isn't it? How do you know God's voice when you hear it? Well, it is hard. But you can learn to do it a little better and a little better if you practice. Now, okay, you guys are going to laugh at this. I give you permission. You can go ahead and laugh. But did you know at one point in my life, I actually directed a church choir? With daily practice, I could hear actual pitch quite accurately. But that was 40 years ago. <laughs> and I'm completely out of practice. But if daily you will get into God's word, if weekly you will get together with God's people, then it will not be too long before you begin to say, I think I'm hearing God speak. If on the other hand, you only check in with God about quarterly, then you shouldn't be surprised if he only speaks to you three or four times a year.
And also be attentive to this fact. The deceiver can be quite persuasive. So get godly counsel to help guide you in your hearing. Secondly, when you know that you've heard God's call, then respond. Don't delay and don't dither. What does it say? It says immediately, immediately they left their nets. And that means thirdly, you're going to have to trust God to deal with the unknowns. Notice these guys, right? They didn't have a plan. They had no idea of all that God's call meant to them. Probably a good thing, too, because if they knew at that moment all that was going to happen in the next 30 years, they probably would have said, no, no I'm out of here. But you see, they didn't get everything all perfectly lined up. They didn't get everything in perfect shape back home before they answered the call. They just left. Fourthly, note, they left everything. They didn't hire a pack train of mules or rent a wagon to bring all their stuff with them. <laughs> and if you want to choose door number two, the door of obedience, you may be called upon to have an honest conversation with yourself and with your loved ones. How serious are you about answering God's call? What if it doesn't work out? Are you all in? You see, the disciples did not hedge their bets. They left everything. Now, if I want to be a real dramatic preacher, I'd leave it with that one. But I want you to know this fifth point. <laughs> I just noticed this the other day myself. They did have a plan to fulfill their responsibilities. Did you notice that little phrase in there? They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants. See, by this point, Zebedee would have been at least a middle-aged man or perhaps older. And the disciples didn't just say, well, I'm responding to the call of God. Hope it all works out, pops. They did not destroy his business in order to do their business with God. They left him with the servants so he could carry on. They fulfilled their responsibilities. Finally, when things start to get tough and you choose door number two, remember that God's call is based in his love for you. God loves you and he wants you to choose obedience because his plan is to give you life and to make you fruitful. He wants you to have life in abundance. He wants to give you deep fellowship with himself. 
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us to know your voice. Help us to hear it among all the noise of life and the busyness of the weeks ahead. Give us your grace that we might respond immediately and joyfully and so find abundant life in this world in the next in Jesus. Amen. Amen.